this is Karen, aka Happy Mama. I hope you guys all had a wonderful weekend, that you are having a great, great start of your work week or Monday. And let's just jump right on into our Bible study lesson. So over the weekend, I was reading from the book of Isaiah, and I actually started on chapter 60. Um, Now, I came to this chapter because I was meditating and praying, um, having conversations with the Lord, and I just asked him, I said, Father, just let me open up the part of the Bible where you want me to read. What do you want me to know? What do I need to hear from you today? And chapter 60, the glory of Zion from the New International Bible, one I use, uh, I open it up and I, I read that. And as I began to read that, um, my soul just became so filled and so overjoyed. Um, because when I asked Jesus, when I asked God, I said, Lord, show me what it is that you want me to read or what you want me to know. And he led me directly to that chapter. I was like, wow, thank you. And I, I believe wholeheartedly that all of this that he talked about is coming to pass in my life and it's coming to pass in your life too if you believe it Uh, that is a prayer that I pray for the entire world for people that I know for people that I don't know I am praying for you that you may receive the riches and the dreams and the visions that you have had that they may come to be um, because our father is so rich and he has so much to give and we just don't know how to ask or we don't know how to receive those things Um, so my prayer to you today not only is it this prayer uh, in what is in Isaiah chapter 60 but it's also that you will turn to the creator, that you will seek him and you will pray for the things and and request the things that you desire. Um, But don't just do it for yourself. Make sure you do it for other people and make sure you don't have any disdain in your heart for anyone. Love everyone. And I used to say, you know, you want to be treated the way you would treat yourselves but we have to maybe come back from that mindset especially when we don't really treat ourselves that well Uh, I don't know about you but I have been the type of person many times where I would treat others way far 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 better than I treated myself even through comments that I said so if that is your mindset right now I challenge you to change it as of today and even if you don't get it right throughout the entire day that's okay just start start by saying positive things over yourself over your life your family your children your spouses your partners just start speaking positivity and look for the great things in life to happen not the misfortunes not the bad things 
when we look for those things, we attract those things. So if you want good things, you have to look and believe for the great things. So I will let you guys read chapter 60. Um, But I did go on and I read chapter 61, which I am going to read to you. And um, we'll take that from there and we will go over and see how these verses may apply to us right now. In chapter 61, the book of Isaiah is only 11 verses. So we're going to get through these 11 verses and then we'll come back and we will talk about that. So the year of the Lord's favor, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because of the because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those whom who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priest of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations. And in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and every lasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery and wrongdoing, and my faithfulness I will reward my people and make everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offsprings among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. That was Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 11. And the prophet Isaiah was talking about a lot of stuff here. And first and foremost, the most obvious is that he was proclaiming 
what the sovereign God was doing for him and how God had anointed him to proclaim the good news to all the people and especially to those who were poor and to those who were brokenhearted. And I heard um, the Jewish rabbis say in a message that we cannot find God until we have truly been brokenhearted. And that is a very true statement because the Bible tells us that it is through our weakness that God shows his strength. And so when we have truly been broken by whatever circumstances arise in our life, whether it's through losing someone we love, whether it's through uh, maybe losing our our material things, whatever it is that brought you to a very low point, a point where you could have chosen to harden your heart like Pharaoh and, and just turn away, or a part where you could have been like Job, lost every single thing in your life, down to your children, all of your wealth, everything, but you still held firm knowing that God had a plan for you. And so it's when we're at our most broken is whenever God is able to really let us see the strength that lies in his name. And if we take that brokenness and we turn it into something good by talking to others and uplifting others and sharing the joy of the Lord with others, then we are being the ministers of God that we were called to be. And so he goes on and talks about, you know, how we will comfort those who mourn. How many times have you been there to help a friend or relative um, when someone has passed? You've comforted them when they might have had a spirit of despair. You gave encouraging words to tell them, don't give up. Hold on. Keep going nothing and I tell my children this all the time there is nothing that lasts forever be it good or be it bad nothing will last forever there is a season and a time for everything we just have to continue to push forward and push on then God goes on and tells Isaiah I will build rebuild ancient ruins so things that have been broken things that have been lost I will rebuild that I will restore that for you I will have it where people and nations will be working for you you might have worked for them in the past and and again we got to get outside of our mindset of just oh maybe this was just a, a job that I worked no I'm talking about bigger things our God is big I'm not talking about small things And he's telling you, I will have these people work for you in your vineyards. And we think about the vineyards in California, right? The grapevines. They go on for miles and miles beyond what the eyes can actually see. These are fields and vineyards that are yours, that your father has ordained for you, that you will never see until you can look past your current circumstances until you can look past what is in the physical and be able to see what is in the spiritual that awaits you that is set up for you you will have people tending your vineyards based on his words and God's words are not words that will come to you void 
They are words that will come to you filled and fulfilled. But you have to believe. And that is where the faith comes in. So you must have faith in order to see the vineyards that you may not be able to see when you look outside your window. But use your mind as your window. Use that and see the multiple, multiple vineyards that are waiting for you. All of the harvest, the vines that are so heavily loaded with the fruit of what our Father has in store for us. And then all of the nations, all of the people that will be working in that vineyard for you to harvest those fruits. And then he goes on to say, instead of your shame, you will have double portion. How many of us have felt shame or felt guilt about how we lived or how we treated somebody? We have to realize everything is a process. Everything that has happened to you happened for a reason. It was a reason to learn. It was a reason to grow. It was not a reason for you to hold on to that. And to be ashamed for you to hold on to that and to feel guilt. You make your peace, you ask for your forgiveness, and you move on. You use your life lessons as just that. They are lessons. Nothing more, nothing less. But it is how we take that lesson. And do we learn from it? Or do we hold on to our past and dictate our future based on that past now you have a choice you have a choice that you can stay in that moment and you can relive it like groundhog day every single day you wake up you can let other people relive it for you if that's what you choose but you have the choice it is no one else's choices but yours so you have to decide do I let go of the things that I've done or do I continue to hold on to that and look at that as shame and forgive those that have hurt you don't allow those that have hurt you to control who you are today or who you will be tomorrow you have your future and you are the the sayer of your future and God is telling us if you let it go if you let go of all that people have done, all of the shame that you may carry, all of the hurt or the guilt that you may have, if you let go of that, I am going to give you a double portion of your inheritance that you will be able to rejoice in that. But you got to let go because if you don't let go, I cannot bless you. And if you want to be blessed by God, you got to let it go. You got to forget about it and you got to move past it and you go on with a smile on your face. He says, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoings. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people. He tells us, and I'm telling you, guys, because I know it to be true. I'm telling you because I have seen it work in my own life. I'm telling you because I'm activating it right now as I speak to you, uh, as as I meditate on the word of God, that his words god's words his promises are true they are real they are not a figment of your imagination they are real and he says 
in my faithfulness. God is a faithful God. He delivers exactly what he tells us he will deliver. He said, in my faithfulness, I will reward my people. Are you his people? That's the question you need to ask yourself today. Am I one of God's people? If you are one of God's people, then what he said, in my faithfulness, I will reward my people. Then you, dear sister, dear brother, you have rewards that are coming to you once once you are able to leave behind the guilt, the pain, the hate, the shame that anyone, including yourself, has caused you. And he says, all who see them will acknowledge that they are people the Lord has blessed. Now that's a beautiful thing. When people can look at you and see that God has blessed you. Not through anything that you've done, but through everything that he has given to you because you are his people. Just because you belong to him. Nothing more than you belonging to him. He, his faithfulness, is rewarding you because you belong to him. And other people will see that. They will acknowledge, oh my gosh, this girl, this guy is blessed because of the favor of God upon their lives. That is what he's saying here. He said, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me in garments of salvation. God will cover you, my friends. He will cover you and he will clothe you. You don't have to worry about where your clothing is coming from. You don't have to worry about where your money is coming from. You don't have to worry about anything that is considered riches. Riches is considered food, clothing, garments, housing, cars, health, wealth. None of that do you have to worry about. Whenever your soul delights in the Father, because he takes care of everything, he will adorn you in the clothes that you are to wear at the wedding. He will adorn you. The bridegroom will adorn you. He will take care of all the little things that are on the side in preparation for this royal wedding. He will take care of the garments, the jewelry, the food, everything. The whole venue is covered when you are preparing to marry the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say, and I love this part because in my book, Intimate Moments with God, What It Takes to Please Our Savior, there is a part that I talk about and it's about a garden. And this is confirmation for me here. When I read this and I saw this and I said, thank you, Father, because Chapter 61, verse 11 says, For the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow. And that is true. Your thoughts are your seeds. Whatever you put in this garden, which is your mind, which is your 
your your whole purpose, your being. Whatever thoughts that you begin to sow is what will sprout up. So I ask you today as I leave off on this Bible study, what thoughts have you been thinking? Have they been positive? Have they been encouraging? Have they been thoughts that other people said, "Eh, it's just not possible? Have they been thoughts of prosperity? Have they been thoughts of health? Health in mind, health in body, health in spirit? Have they been thoughts of owning your dream home or your car or having a child come back that may have been addicted to drugs? Or having a child that maybe you were told you could never have? What are your thoughts? If they are not prosperous thoughts, if they are not positive thoughts, if they are not thoughts that are taking you to another higher level, stop thinking of Because those are not the thoughts of God. You have to start seeing your vineyard. Look ahead, not back. I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care how you've treated other people in your past. Look ahead today. Look at now. Look at the vineyard that awaits you. That other people will come and work in for you to harvest the fruits that are hanging so low to the ground you've got to pick them you've got to pull them you've got to harvest them because it's so much think about that again not just for yourself but for your children for your family for your loved ones for your enemies think about that for all people do not limit this gift that God has given to all of us think about it so that you may be able to harvest the seeds that you sow. But whatever you sow, you will have to pick. You will have to harvest. So for me and my family and my children, and even for my enemies, I want to sow good seeds of thoughts. I want people to prosper. I want people to enjoy whatever time we all have here on this earth. I want them to enjoy it. But more than that, I want to know that I have lived a life that when other people see me, when other people hear me, that they see and they hear God. I want people to know that He is real. He is able. He is here. If you can think it, He can create it and make it real. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's Bible study. Um, I know I told you about chapter 60. Obviously, you know, you it's your choice. You can go and read it if you want to. 
Um, but that was a message that I felt like God had given to me to read. So therefore, I won't read it to you. Um, and I did want to read 61 as our Bible study. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So please pick up your Bibles. Please have a conversation with Christ. Talk to him. Talk to him like you talk to your coworkers, if it's good. <laughs> um, talk to him like you talk to somebody you love. And have a conversation with him in the morning, in the night. And when you wake up and you can't sleep, talk to him. Just talk to him. Ask him, Father, what do you want me to hear? What, what message do you want me to receive? Show me in your word. And I promise you, he will give you the scripture. And sometimes it, it doesn't happen all the time that I open my Bible and I go right to a, a word that I feel like God has, has led me to. Sometimes I open my Bible and I'm reading something and I'm like, well, I don't know how that pertains to me. So I'll switch and I'll flip. And I'm like, I don't know how that pertains to me. But then when I think about it, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it actually did pertain to me everything so even if it's not giving you a hundred percent of what you think you should be getting from it when you ask him and you believe father send me in your word to where you want me to go that very first word that you get to is the word he wanted you to go to now you just have to ask for discernment and understanding of how does it apply to my life, Yahweh? How does it apply to me? Show me. And He will. And see, and that is that beautiful connection that you start to have where you actually open up that dialogue and you start communing with the Savior. You know, we got to stop having one-sided conversations <laughs> with God. We got to stop always talking about me 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 and start saying okay Yahweh I want to hear what you got to say to me right we got to let him talk he loves to hear us talk don't get me wrong he, he loves to have a conversation with us and that's the key word conversation conversation is two ways it's not one way <clears throat> excuse me so we got to learn how to be quiet and to be still and to listen to the Savior's voice because it does come through. It comes through and we can actually hear everything he's saying. Sometimes we don't want to hear it. So we'll play like we don't know or Lord, was that really you talking to me? <laughs> and I know I've had this conversation with you guys, so I'm not going to go back into that. But um, listen, listen for his voice. Allow him to talk to you. You will be blessed. And when you start seeing things through his eyes, you'll be able to overlook all of the foolishness and craziness that you may encounter in a day through people's actions. Um, what may come off as being, you know, very aggressive or ugly. You'll be able to see past the person and see what is in the person that is bringing out that aggressiveness or that ugliness. And you'll be able to, to move on because you know that you're not dealing with that individual themselves. But it's more 
So see, we got to be able to put on our spiritual eyes and, and open up our spiritual ears to hear so that we are not tricked or fooled by the enemy. And God will reveal these things to you if you want. And here I am, I told you I was going to stop and I got carried away. But you know, sometimes that's what happens whenever you allow God to lead. When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, He will give you the words to say. He will say what needs to be said that somebody needs to hear. And you have done your part by allowing Him to use you to be a vessel so that others may be blessed and encouraged. And so, (laughs) unless the Spirit has something more for me to say, I'm going to end uh, today's Bible study there. And I want you guys to be blessed. I want you to have a wonderful week. I want you to be strong. I want you to have conversations with our Savior, Yahweh. I want you to talk to Him. And I want you to, to trust Him and to believe that he has your best interests and those that you love and even those that you don't love at heart. So until we meet again next Monday for our next um, Bible study, have a wonderful week. I will be back tomorrow and uh, not really sure what we're going to talk about. But again, this was my last Friday was my 200th. This is my 200th. <laughs> okay, I'm just speaking that out in the future, guys. I'm going to have 200 seasons. <laughs> uh, but last Friday was my second season, the start of my second season, episode one. Today is episode two of season two. And uh, I am truly blessed. And I just want to give some of those blessings back to those who have joined me. Those who have not joined me yet, but will be joining me soon in the future. Um, So you guys take care. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night's sleep. And uh, be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves because you deserve it. God bless.